With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Dr. E.J. McKenzie on Blog Talk Radio. Master Key, we pray that your day was blessed, your day was glorious. Mine was a little challenging, but challenging is good. Uh, <clears throat> felt a little tired uh, in my body a little bit. Uh, been gone all week. Uh, <clears throat> service, business meeting that drive four hours. Uh, one way before I was back yesterday, then had to do the broadcast. Uh, seemed like it's kind of catching up with me. And uh, uh, we have to uh, take care of the temple of the Lord. And so at a, a leadership meeting today, canceled that uh, until uh, this Thursday because of... Uh, uh, the body. I got to get some rest. Uh, everybody been telling me that. <laughs> and um, wife uh, experienced a little challenges, but uh, it's all good. It's all good. This is how you and I experience the supernatural. So uh, uh, let's get ready for this broadcast and and see what's on the heart and the mind of the Lord. Uh, once again, we thank God, God for all of our. Uh, um, radio audience that joins us uh, every Monday and Tuesday nights. Uh, remember that on Fridays uh, we have canceled our Friday session. <coughs> um, uh, we're just going to be doing Mondays and Tuesdays. Kathy and I will be doing Wednesdays together. And uh, Professor Kathy will be doing <coughs> her broadcast on Thursdays at 1 uh, p.m. So remember now, there's no more Friday uh, broadcast. And then on Saturday, we'll be dealing with prayer uh, and the supernatural. Prayer and the supernatural. All right. Uh, those of you that desire to call in for any questions, you can call in number 1 800 number 877 our regular uh, call in number is Erico three four seven three uh excuse me, two three seven five four nine three. Uh call someone to join us uh tonight if you will. Uh love to have you. <clears throat> I love having uh uh guests even though seem like they're a little uh stage fright from time to time. And know God be having uh share a lot of things that uh 
and just maybe the reason you don't ask questions, maybe he's answering your question as we speak. So I'm, I'm going to uh, count that as that. Okay. Uh, what do so in the heart of the heart of the uh, heart of the Lord? Excuse me. Mm, a little tight tongue today. What's on the, uh, the Lord's heart today? Uh, as I begin to meditate on some of the things that was articulated to us through our supernatural encounter on uh, Friday, Saturday, and, and Sunday, seemed like all of the speakers, both speakers, uh, that was a common thread. Both of them spoke some powerful things, but there was a common thread uh, that was articulated. And I, I think there is something that is missing while we are not seeing a greater move of God uh, uh, in the body of Christ. Why do you think, uh, even though we just experienced a, a, a tremendous move, but why don't we see these moves of God sustained? Why, why, why do you think they are not sustained? And now, we do understand that God is a God of order. He is a God of order. And so, therefore, order is uh, very, very, very important. Why is uh, order very important? Because there can never be a divine flow without order. Things cannot flow without order. Things cannot be accomplished without order. Now, do Satan know that? Absolutely. So, if you were Satan, and you know God has a certain order for things to flow to you and to flow through you, what would you do? What would you do? I would do everything in my power to try to block them, stop them. I would change the order. I would dis disrupt the order. I would manipulate it so that the person cannot receive everything that the Father has for them. So uh, if God is a God of order, God has established order for things to flow from heaven to you, then let's block it. Let's deceive. Let's manipulate. Let's get the order out of order, <laughs> if I can say it that from that particular perspective. Let let me let me get them to cease to function and to operate in the order that God prescribed for them. Let me get them to think that the order is bondage. Let me get them to think. The order that God wants to uh, bring things into your life, let me get them to think that, why would you wait for that? It's too long. or uh, uh, That's bondage. That is control. So let me plant seeds in your mind that this thing is tedious, it's unfair, this order that God have me in, it is unfair, I deserve more. Why is this? Why is that? Because the enemy do not want you to get your blessing. 
The enemy do not want you to become the man or the woman that God has ordained upon it and on you to be. If I can just get you to flow out of order. So I want I want to deal with something here that was a common thread in all of the uh, uh, speakers. Now God has an order. The order to bless a family. What is that order? The order is that man, that husband, that father, that is God's order. So that means then, if that is God's order, if I'm Satan, then I'm going to wage the greatest level of warfare against that man. I'm going to plant seeds in the minds of the people, the wife and the children, against that man. If the order to bless a congregation is the shepherd, then I'm going to plant seeds in the minds of the people against that shepherd. That is exactly what Satan did with the people in Jesus' day. The Bible says that Jesus could not do many mighty miracles because of the people's unbelief. So what he did, he planted seeds of doubt, unbelief, seeds of offense. They got offended. And the moment you get offended, you cut yourself off. That's what the word offense really means. The, the Greek word scandalize, uh, scandal or scandalize. Uh, uh, where we get our Greek, uh, English word scandal, the Greek word scandalize. So, so and then what it really means is uh, uh, to cut yourself off from the one that's been assigned to you. And it really means uh, you, you no longer can submit to the person that God has ordered for you to submit to. So is it possible that we have some disjointed people in the body of Christ? Is it possible that we have some people that's out of order? Isn't it amazing that you and I have a tendency, or humanity has a tendency to have more faith in everybody else than the person that God has assigned for you? Order. There's an order. And where do you think that comes from? It is the manipulation of the powers of darkness to get you disjointed, to get you out of order. So you cannot be the man or the woman of God. You cannot receive the fullness of your potential or capacity. Let me get you out of order. So therefore... A husband and the father is to be the channel that God blesses the family. The pastor is the instrument that God blesses the congregation. The president of a company is the instrument that everything channels to the workers. God is a God of order. But I want to talk about something that I thought was awesome but my prayer is, out of all of the, the, the miracles and the healings and the, uh, the gifts, uh, the manifestation of the supernatural is taking place, maybe we lost something in the midst of the word of the Lord that was articulated to us. I want to talk about a word, and that word is honor. Your blessings... 
is released to you to the degree that you honor who God has honored. See, we, 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 we don't get it. God chose Saul because the people wanted a king. Who chose him? God chose him. God chose Saul, and watch this right here. God chose the man because the Israelites wanted a king, and God gave them their heart's desire. God gave them a man that I believe would appear to them in the natural. A man that would appear to them in the natural. Taller than everybody. Handsome king. So God gave them their choice who he knew they would choose. So therefore, there was honor placed on the man. Who placed honor on Saul? God did. Who chose Saul? God did for the people. So the man that God chose, then you and I should choose who God has chosen. But the same man that God chose became demon-possessed. And he wanted to kill David, which was God's choice. Saul, God chose, but yet he was the people's choice. He chose them for the people. God chose David for himself. Are you seeing this? But yet, regardless, God still chose both of them, one for the people, one for himself. But whoever God chooses, do we supposed to honor them, even if they are demon-possessed? Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. You are still to honor who God has honored. Now, you, you know the story how Saul tried to kill David twice. David did not put his mouth. I'm going to say it again. David did not put his mouth on God's choice. Even though God's choice was demon-possessed, even though God's choice was a man that was fighting, or trying to kill, not only fighting, trying to kill David. David did not touch him. David did not touch him. He did not speak ill of him. David reverenced him. David respected Saul. Honor. Honor. This is a missing ingredient in the church. Honor. How, why is it we struggle with seeing men of God the way God sees them. If we struggle, that means we are more fleshly and carnal than we are spiritual. 
Is it possible that your blessings is held up because you refuse to honor God's choice for your life? The Bible tells us that we're to honor our father and our mother that we may live long on the earth. God's choice. Who chose your father and mother for you? God's choice. Whatever your father and mother became, it wasn't so much God's will or God's choice. They made that decision to become what they became. But God chose them to be your parent. My father didn't like me. My mother didn't like me. It didn't say honor them because they like you. It didn't say honor them because they was right. It just simply said honor them. Honor your father and your mother that you may live long. So the length of my days is contingent upon how well I honor my father and my mother. That's up to me. So therefore, how can I honor someone that don't like me? How can I honor someone that is cruel to me? How can I honor them? There's only one way that you can honor an imperfect individual. It's only one way. To honor them out of obedience to the Father, God. It's a demand. It is a command. Honor them. So my honor towards them is contingent upon my relationship with God. Now, when I break fellowship, when I break fellowship with God, uh, then it's going to be very difficult for me to honor who God has chosen for my life. The Bible tells me that I'm to do everything as unto the Lord and not unto man. That means if I'm going to honor my pastor, honor my father, honor my mother, I do it as unto the Lord and not unto my father nor my mother. Honor. Honor. Because once I cease to honor them, then God ceases to flow through them to give me what I need. God will take what the enemy meant for evil and turn it around for good. I didn't know how to honor my parents because I wasn't raised up in the church. I didn't know how to honor authority. Now, this is going to probably throw a lot of you off for a loop. I got kicked out of elementary school because I, 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 I called the principal bald head something. And... He jacked, he jacked me up back in my day. They was able to spank you. I mean, he had a paddle. He had a, a, a board. Uh, uh, those of you that's from the island, you're probably familiar with cricket. I, I saw one of those cricket bats. He had a something like that, one of those cricket bats, flat. And that's what he, 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 he beat everybody with. And uh, he had beaten me one time. I called him a ball head something. Don't you come back and throw him out of school. 
elementary because I dishonored authority. I disrespected authority. And uh, do not come back until your mother, uh, uh, your parents come back with you. Of course, I can't keep coming back to school because uh, uh, my mother sent me off to school. And every time he said, where's your mother? Uh, uh, She's going to come, but uh, I was just lying. Now, you got to understand, I wasn't raised up in church. I got kicked out of elementary school because of dishonoring authority, disrespecting authority. So, therefore, the enemy's ultimate goal is to try to uh, cut me off from my channel or my source of blessing. So, therefore, I didn't know how to honor my father and my mother. Matter of fact, I had a distaste for my father and my mother when I was growing up because I thought they hated me. Why? We got beaten there every day. And, and, and think about it. We are so, when I look back on my life, it just, I had to be insane. So it had to be insane. Well, think about it. If you disobey the authority, the words of your parents, and don't expect retribution, there's something wrong with you. And that's where it was with me. I didn't think anything. I thought, you know, they should let me do what I want to do. Why are you going to spank me because I did what I wanted to do? It's okay to do what you want to do. That was a spirit of rebellion, and I didn't realize that was in me. And that's in a lot of our children. And, and, and one time, going back to honor, uh, we parents, we tell our children, the Bible says you're supposed to honor me. I used, I used to do it. Well, not really. Uh, um, I would quote a scripture. You're supposed to honor your parents. But we tell our children to honor us. How can we tell them to do something they don't know how to do? Think about it. How many of you parents on here online uh, tonight, as part of this broadcast tonight, have ever taught your children how to honor you. We we think it's automatic. We think they should know. All we got to do is look at us. Look at your own self. Look at your own life. Don't forget, do you remember when you was a child? Man, I didn't know anything about honor. Man, my parents didn't teach me how to honor but they beat us into <laughs> submission. <laughs> uh, um, man, it, it, it's amazing how how they they killed us back then. It's amazing that we're still alive. <clears throat> the way they 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 uh, disciplined us back then. But anyway, uh, they will beat the fear of God into you. Or they'll beat the not the fear of God. They'll beat the fear. Uh, of uh, of their their your parents into you, I mean they they um, uh, kids today they have it made in the shade, but nevertheless let's get back to the honor thing. So uh, uh, I, I thought they hated me, and um, um, so I, I yielded to the lies of the enemy. And so um, my father was an alcoholic, and. Um, and I, I grew up bitter because we 
we didn't have to live the way we lived. We was poor, but we always had food to eat. I was always um, there was time my mother didn't know where the next bill come, but she, God always came through. Uh, we was poor. We didn't have um, the best of clothes like everybody else did. Uh, my mother had raised seven children, uh, based by herself, because my father was in and out, and uh, uh, my father was a roofer. Back in the sixties, he, uh, he was making a thousand dollars a week. In the sixties, you, you, uh, can you comprehend that? You got people that don't make a thousand dollars a week today, and we was poor. So you know that don't make no sense for a man to make a thousand dollars a week and had nothing to show for it by Sunday, but his family suffers the consequences. Of his addiction, so I was bitter uh, growing up uh, with him. And when I became older, there was a level of measure respect because he was my daddy, but I didn't respect him because we didn't have to experience what we had to experience. And he beat my mother up every day. That's so much every day, every weekend. Every weekend he come home Friday, Saturday we knew it was going to happen. Arguing, fussing, cussing, and beat, she get beat up, and so it, it it put a bitter taste in my mouth for him. So honoring him didn't know how, because he didn't respect himself. That matter of fact, he didn't respect his wife nor his children. So I didn't have respect modeled before me. I didn't have honor modeled before me. So this is this is this is good because. Satan's ultimate goal is to cut you and all, you and I off. Now, did God know that my father was going to be an alcoholic? Absolutely. Was it God's will for him to be an alcoholic? Not so. That was a choice my daddy made. Men, the average man, especially black men, but not limited to black men, the average men, uh, man is a runner. They don't handle the pressure well. They buckle up under pressure. They give to the, submit to the pressure. And that's why we have the majority of our children, especially in African America uh, uh, circles, 71% uh, uh, of women is born, 71% uh, of children is born to a single parent in America. 71%. To a single parent. And it's the uh, mother that is taking care of the children and not the father. So therefore, this there is a disjointing that is taking place, and now children is born in chaos. They're not born in order, and so therefore, it's very difficult for for the order of heaven to be able to influence children. When children is born out of order, they're not born in order, they're born out of order. Because the majority of children that is born, they are born uh, uh, with, uh, with the absence of their father. 71%. But you see how the enemy 
has come in and destroyed the principle of all honor because everything flows through honor. And so when you have children that is born to a single parent and and usually it's the father that is absent, they grow up better. You see this with the professional athletes. All on television, every time uh, uh, somebody gives an interview, they're talking about their mother, not their father. And we can talk about women all we want to. We can talk about women this, women that. It's nobody can talk about no woman, not in America, because the strength of the majority of every household is women in America because of the absence of the father. So there's, there is no biblical honor. There's honor that is given to the mother, but there's no honor given to the father because the father has been absent. And so, therefore, children grow up with a better taste in their heart and their mouth and their mind concerning their father because they probably felt like I did that things could have been better, especially when they when they have glimpsed and uh, saw somebody else, another peer, another child in the neighborhood, when uh, a father taking time out with their children. I played sports, seven different sports, and uh, uh, my parents never came to absolutely nothing. Um, and I don't blame my mother directly before the appreciate If she had to come, then she couldn't work. She wouldn't work. Then there would be no paycheck, no paycheck. There would be no place to stay, no place to stay, no food to eat. You understand. So uh, uh, I was good at um, uh, every sport, really. Every sport I ever played, I won trophies, medals, ribbons in, in every sport. played seven different ones. And my parents never came to anything. And at, at, at award ceremony, I get awards. But there was no parents. But my peers, their parents would be there, father, mother be there. And that can have a psychological effect upon you. And probably did, probably didn't realize it. That just went on. Just moved on. One no mom at work. Don't know where that is, but it looked so how can you honor? When you don't see it, it's not modeled before you. You don't know what it is. And think about it. Then you end up getting your, giving your life to Jesus, and you come into the church. And if you never seem honor modeled, and you have never really honored yourself, you're not going to know how to do it. And then you come to church, you're not going to honor, know how to honor who God has placed. If God sent you that church, then then. I'm not going to know how to honor that man, that woman. You don't honor a man or woman of God because they're right or they're perfect. You honor them because they're God's choice, just like your parents. When I got saved, I, the Spirit of God spoke to me. I was going back to St. Petersburg, I think, for a holiday, Thanksgiving, whatever the case. I don't remember what it was. And the Spirit of God spoke to me. He said, now, when you get back to... St. Petersburg. Tell, ask your daddy, uh, tell your daddy, how do you say it? Ask your father to forgive you. Ask my father to forgive me. For what? Ask your father to forgive you for the, for the bitterness, the unforgiveness. You use the word bitterness, the unforgiveness. So what unforgiveness? 
said, Lord, I don't have anything in my heart against my father. I'm talking to God, and I'm like, God, don't know. There's going to be things in you that you're not aware of. God knows, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm, I'm talking about the God like, no, I'm not the man. It must be somebody else. I said, I have no beef with my father. I, know, I didn't tell God that. I didn't have, after me, I didn't have no beef with him. I had no issue with him. I'm saved now. I love Jesus. So I don't have nothing against him. And the Spirit of God spoke to me and said, you don't trust people. He said, and the reason you don't trust people is because you don't trust your father. And the reason you don't trust your father, your father has never honored his word. And if they hit me like a ton of bricks. Now, I thought I was okay, ladies and gentlemen, because I'm born again. I'm saved. You know, I love everybody. And the Lord began to show me my father broke every promise. I mean, I don't. I came to think of one promise uh, that my father ever fulfilled when I was a young uh, a, a child. You know, Christmas, he would promise this and promise that and... Christmas, he's not even home. He's out getting drunk. Easter, he promised to buy me a suit. You know, that was the only time you go to church is Easter. And the only reason you go to church is because you got new clothes. That was the mentality of church for me when I was growing up. Where's that on Easter? He wasn't home, and there was no new suit. And I grew up not trusting or believing nobody, evidently. I didn't know that was in me. So I uh, start uh, when I grew up, evidently, and, and became even uh, saved, I didn't trust nobody. Where that came from? That came from as a result of my father breaking his word. And since I didn't trust him, I didn't trust nobody. Fathers really don't understand the the uh, love and the measure influence uh, that they can have in their children's life because of that position that God placed them in, and and they're really supposed to be honored. Uh, I remember some of you probably heard me share this before. Years ago, I was having devotion, morning devotion with my family. And we was uh, reading the scripture, 1 John 5, 14 and 15. And this is the confidence that we have in you. I have a scripture. If this is the confidence we have in you. If anyone, this is the confidence we have, if, have. If anyone asks me anything according to my will, he heareth us. If he heareth us, we know we have the petition that we desire of him. And this comfort we have in him. This is the comfort we have in him. If we ask anything according to his will, if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he heareth us, we know we have. We have. Not going to get have the petition that we desire of him. That scripture hit me like a ton of brick when we was sharing. I was sharing the scripture. Because I was evidently I was, that scripture is dealing with prayer. But the Lord spoke to me while I was leading my family. Ask your children 
have they ever asked you for anything that you desire? And this is the confidence we have in him. We ask anything according to his will. Our children usually never ask us for anything according to our will. Parents always do for children according to their will. Parents really honor their children instead of the children honoring them. So is it possible that parents is giving their children something that they always wanted to do themselves, but they're doing it to their children and setting them up for a fall? Look, our children are in a condition to state that they're in. I'm talking from a negative perspective because we never taught our children how to honor. And is it possible we never taught our children how to honor us? Because we have never learned how to honor our parents or our authorities that God placed in our life. Have we ever learned how to honor our boss on our job? Have we learned how to honor our mayors, city of political leaders? It is to honor them because they was right. Honor them. All authorities be has been ordained by God. I ain't no way in the world God could have gave me. Why, God, why did you give me a, a father like this? And I used to say that when I was a child. Why would you give me an alcoholic father? Why would you give me a father like this right here? I used to say that. Because I would look at all the other parents, fathers and mothers, especially the fathers, uh, being at football practice with their uh, sons, Stand on the sideline watching their sons practice. And I play basketball. I come to the gym. Different sport trike. They was there trike meets. <laughs> oh, boy! I thank God for divine healing because man, I tell you, if I wasn't healed, I'd probably be crying right about now. Cause it seemed like a sad story. But if I didn't know the truth, but I know the truth. And we got individuals that is 40, 50, 60, 70 years old, and they're still affected by what happened to them as a child. I got an uncle, my mother's brother. I haven't uh, seen him in a long time, talked with him a long time, but there was times when I would go around to his house. He started telling stories about uh, how he grew up and how his mother treated him. And when his father died at a young age, his father called him to his bedside and said, you take care of your, friend, your mom and your, children, your brothers and sisters. And and he did. But I think he became bitter, though, because he was always talking about how his mother treated him. He was 70-something around then. Are we seeing the effect that we have? That doesn't mean you could, you could be good. That doesn't mean that uh, uh, the enemy is not going to try to distort you executing the heart of the mind of God. That's his, that's the devil's job. But we're talking about how parents, especially fathers, have the power. Mothers, too, because he was bitter because of his mother. He worked, labored, and uh, and uh, uh, to take care of a whole family. I think he was 14, 15 years old, and he had to, he had to work and take care of his own family. He became bitter. 
But going back to my family, and when that scripture came to me, and this is the confidence we have, if we ask anything according to his will, confidence, confidence. I'm confident if I ask him anything according to his will, I'm confident I know you hear me. If I know you hear me, I know I have the petition that I desire of him. Well, what is the petition according to his will? I'm asking him something according to his will. I know I have confidence he hear me. What does it say? It gets God's attention when I know what his will and ask him according to his will. It gets his attention. How many of you parents that is online, your children have ever come to you and say, and ask you for something according to your will. I guarantee you, if not 100% of you online, it's high 90s. That every time your child comes to you, they come to you according to their will. And why would we blame them? We can't blame them because we have not taught them. Because I didn't know until God, this thing, I tell you, it hit me. And I just asked my daughters, I said to them, have you ever asked me or your mother, right in morning devotion, have you ever come to us at any given time and say, um, uh, Daddy, Mom, what can I do for you? How can I serve you today? Or, uh, because I know this is your will, Daddy, can I do this? Can I do this? Can I do this? Can I do this? Can I go here? Because I know this is your will. And watch this right here. And you're going to come with confidence and ask my girls. I say, when you all come to ask me something and ask me for something, are you all fearful? They said, yes. Why do you think they're fearful? Because they're coming to ask me for something according to their will. And they don't, they're not sure. They're not confident that I'm going to say yes, so they're afraid. But watch this right here. Do you think they will be afraid if they know it is my will for a thing? No. They're going to come with confidence that I'm going to grant the thing because it is my will. And watch this here. And how could my children ask me for anything according to my will if they don't know me? How many children know their parents? Very few. Because we don't put them in a position to know us. They put us in a position to know them. And it's not their fault because this is the system that we live in. And parents compromise. And they call it love. By allowing their child to have their way. By them serving their children. It's no honor. So I start teaching my children how to serve me. How to serve their mother. It was a struggle it was a struggle in the beginning. And every once in a while, they kind of want to revert back to the old ways. 
and thank God for my wife. My wife really keep them <coughs> challenged because they, they, my girls is with their mother more than they are with me. But keep keep them challenged. So basically, it's very seldom there's a day that go by uh, when we I'm here. Uh, uh, Daddy, can I get you something? You need anything? You you want me to get your bedroom shoes for you? You want me to take off your shoes for you? Now, they're serving me. If they learn how to serve me, honor me, it's not going to be difficult for my girls to honor their husbands and to honor their God. Honor, you honor by serve, serving. You honor by respecting. You honor by valuing. Are we getting this? So how many honor your boss, honor your pastor? How many ladies and children honor their husbands and fathers? Authority. Honor. Respect. Value. That can never take place as long as your motive is wrong. You're selfish, self-centered, self-righteous, self-reliant. And every child is born selfish. Every human being is born into this world selfish. And so, therefore, parents begin to love their children more than they love God. So, therefore, parents will not raise them up in the fear and the image of the Lord because they don't know how. And so, therefore, therefore, think about it. To raise our children up in the fear and the admonition of the Lord, it's impossible for us to raise them up in the fear and the admonition of the Lord if our children are not raised up in the fear and the admonition of the parent. And we know fear. He's not talking about being afraid. We're talking about reverential fear. Talking about respect. Talking about honor today. Honor. And so, therefore, <clears throat> therefore, to serve with a pure heart, right motive, I must dismantle myself and focus on the object of my service. My children cannot serve me if they don't know what I like. My wife cannot serve me if she don't know what I like uh, when I say serve, minister to me. Same thing. If she don't know me, and it's, it's impossible for her to know me when her focus is on herself. What's on her mind is what I should be doing for her. What's on her mind is what I should be giving her. And so, therefore, she wants me to be to help me, but she's not conscious of that. She's not saying that, but that's exactly what the demand she's uh, putting on me. She's trying to transform me into the helpmate. 
She's trying to get me to step down from my position and uh, and call, uh, allow her to usurp herself into my position, and now I become the helpmate, and she become the covering. Oh, now she's thinking that. And she's not saying that, but that's the manipulation. So therefore, I end up honoring her instead of her honoring me as the authority. Are you seeing how the enemy come in and destroy the order and the balance of God so we cannot receive the channels of blessing that God has for us because we're out of order? God has been putting a demand upon us, putting a demand upon us. 2012 is the year of government. It's not over with yet, ladies and gentlemen. It's not over with yet. We still have another month. And we hear some powerful month. It's, it's, it's just, it's, the word of the Lord that's this weekend, just, it's, it's just out of this, just, it was just fascinating. And and I know without a shadow of that every member of Panorama gonna get the C D because it's impossible to comprehend everything that was given to us. But none of that means nothing if I'm not in order. It's just gonna be another meeting, just some more uh information that I heard, but it means nothing because it can't work itself in me and through me because I'm out of order. Am I honoring? Do I know how to honor? the gifting gifts of God that God has given unto me. Our time is almost up. If anybody have any questions, we've got about ten more minutes. Any questions uh today concerning anything that we've been sharing, uh you can call in. Uh even those that is on the line already. Uh Eric O three four seven two three seven uh five four nine three eight seven seven is our call in eight hundred number. Just press the number one button when you call in. Eight seven seven five three seven three three two one. I think I got that right. Uh, honor. So teaching my children how to when they, my children go to the, their grandparents, I tell them before we leave and go. Now, when you get to your grandmother's house, my wife, parents, both of them is going on to be with the Lord, and so my mother's the only one left at this present time. When you get to your grandmother's house, you don't go in there looking for nothing. You don't go and ask for nothing because my mother's. You know, she loved baking. I mean, she she lived a base by herself, got a young man. Uh, I went to school. My brother uh, kind of hang out there. But she's always, I, you can't go there without a cake there. So I'm baking cake, something. Don't go looking for anything. You When you go there, is there anything, grandmother, is there anything you need me to do for you? Do you need me to take the garbage out? And I tell them from time to time, don't ask. If you see something that needs to be done, do it. What I'm trying to teach them, I'm teaching them how to honor. Don't look for nothing. Look to serve. You need me to sweep up the floor for you? You need me to clean the bathroom up for you? Honor. Go there and honor her. Respect her. Serve her. Bless her. Honor your father and your mother that you may live long. Honor your father and mother that you may live long on earth. I honor my mother. I had to learn how to honor her. I built, some of you all uh, know this, and if those that do not know, that's online. The Lord laid upon my heart years ago to build my mother a house. And I went to my wife, and, to, and, and I don't do anything. 
I want you to listen to me real good. I don't do anything. My, my wife is not in agreement. The power of success is agreement. Get your spouse in agreement. And don't manipulate your spouse into agreement. Uh, it got to be from the heart. And I share with her, this is what I just, uh, the Lord's put in my heart uh, to tear my mother's house down and to build a house and to um, buy the lot next door. And uh, I said, what we would do with your mother, we will uh, pay her bills on a monthly basis. Um, but Kathy had an excellent father from this perspective. And when I say excellent, I'm talking about from the perspective of, of what we call today a man taking care of his family. He provided for his family. Uh, he wasn't always a saved man, but he gave his life to the Lord um, um, uh, months and maybe a few years before he, he passed and ended up serving as a deacon in the church. Uh, uh, that was a blessing to me uh, to see God do that with him. Her mother always went to the church with, with them. So, uh, But we discovered that her father left her mother and them uh, in pretty good shape. Uh, so he was a better father and husband than the average man. Um, uh, what I admire about it, even when before he passed away, he was a business-minded man. Uh, he was a business-minded man, but not with a lot of education. I grew up in Georgia, hard-working man, but he had a business mind. Uh, uh, before he died, uh, he had already uh, purchased... Uh, the um, the grave site for him and his wife that was already done. This isn't the very opposite today, uh, people. We leave everybody in debt. Uh, how many times I've been experienced with my family members? Uh, we don't have enough money. Uh, uh, can you help us out with uh, with the funeral? Uh, not just my immediate family, family, uh, my extended family, but cousins and. It. But he was a businessman, man. I admired that. So when he passed, everything was in place. When Kathy's mother passed, everything was in place. Everything was in place. And so, you know, uh, um, so it was a blessing to see that. Uh, I was going somewhere with that uh, um, that scenario there, um, my mother. So uh, Kathy agreed, and uh, we didn't do the thing with the mother because she already had plenty of money, which we, we didn't know. But anyway, uh, uh, we we did that. We we built a house debt free. I stepped out by faith. Didn't have the money. I stepped out because God put it in my heart to make her latter days more comfortable. I went to her and actually, did she want her? She goes, yes, son. And uh, uh, I said, what do you want? And uh, I said, you want a three bedroom, three bath? Yeah, I, I like that. She, but I don't like garages in front of the house. My, I'm from Georgia. I like my garage on the side or the back. So I had the contractor to, uh, not the contractor, architect, but a contractor he was responsible for, to redesign it and put the garage on the side. Bought the lot next door, tore her old house down, and built her house on two lots. It's on the corner to the alley. All of that is hers. But my mother ended up getting a reverse mortgage manipulated by one of my uh, not one of my brother from understanding and now she have a mortgage when the house was built debt free did not consult me the man that God used 
to build her house debt-free so the latter days can be greater and she can be comfortable. So the only thing that she will have to do is just pay her uh, taxes. So I had to do. But now she gets a reverse mortgage. And my brother benefited. This is what was shared with me from that. Bought him a truck and all. Just put it this way. I could, I could have been better. And I sat down and shared with her my heart. And I did it out of respect. I did out of respect, and I told I shared with her it bothered me. It bothered me where I worked hard. I don't cheat. I don't lie on scheme. I work hard uh, 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 to to get where I'm at. When I say work hard, basically work hard, obeying God, become where I'm at because of the grace of God. But God graced it, built her house debt free. Now I'm my house ain't debt free. Built her house debt free. Uh, house could have been debt free, but built her house debt free, and now she'll reverse mortgage, and she s- submitted herself to an unproven son, an unproven son, which is my brother, unproven in the areas of business. Now, knowing and seeing with her own eyes what God has done in my life, I could be better. I can be better. But once I dealt with it, this is the kind of person I am. Once I deal with a thing, I'm through with it. I'm going moving on. I'm moving on. Another scenario just came just came up recently. The lot that I bought that was next door to her, uh, it was supposed to have been transferred into her name. And and the contractors will have all that stuff. Make sure that was solidified, and I'm getting I'm getting uh, uh, some taxes with my name on it from St. Petersburg, and uh, and I looked at it. They are getting ready to take her house because the year, the tax was five years behind. Now, do you know here's here's the year of the government of God for things to be in divine order? I called her up and said, "What is this race?" She had no idea. She thought the tax was at the park. What had happened was. They was paying, charging taxes to me on that lot, which your house is on, and and never transferred it. I didn't know that. So I felt obligated not to put that burden on her. That just happened last week. I paid that. I paid those taxes, so they don't have to take her house. Now I got to send those paper up there so she can get her son. To uh, go down and to the appraiser and have them to do all the transfer and all. I'm talking about honor. Still respect her today. Still communicate with her today. Not angry, but I dealt with it. I have to honor her. That I may live long and set the pace of honor for my children and my children's children. Ladies and gentlemen, I pray that you got something out of this. I really want to go more deeper into honor uh, today because that's the missing ingredients for your blessing. Your blessing could be held up because you're not honoring the assigned person. Have a spiritual father. Uh, uh, I sow into his life every month. Every month. I've been doing it for years. I can't count how many. Regardless of what he do or don't do, he don't communicate with me from the perspective, reach out and come. I have to do the reaching. doesn't matter. I'm responsible for honoring him. He's not responsible for honoring me. 
I'm responsible for honoring him. Well, I pray that uh, you got something out of that. I pray that God has challenged you. I pray that some uh, the adjustments that need to be made is being made now uh, in your heart and your mind. Let's get, get, get ourselves in divine order. Don't allow anybody to block you and stop you from the blessings of God. That which heaven has assigned for you, it's signed it for you. He didn't sign it for your dad and your mom, your brother and your sister. He assigned it for you. But he know in order for you to get it, are you willing to honor who you have established over your life? You got to understand how to work. But this has been Dr. E.J. McKenzie with the Master Key. God bless you. Look forward to being with you on tomorrow with Kathy and myself and next week. Until next week, God bless. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.